Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to learn about commercial property investing and join our real estate family. We get the best people in the industry to give you straightforward and practical advice that you can actually use in your investing. In today's episode, we are interviewing Catherine House. She is the national healthcare chair for the firm SVN. She is responsible for coordinating healthcare-related commercial real estate activities in medical and dental office buildings and seniors housing throughout the company. She is particularly known for her experience in the acquisition and disposition of medical and office buildings, medical condominiums, and neighborhood commercial buildings in Northern California. Here we go. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today. I literally called you out of the blue. You didn't know who I was, but you were on my list and uh, you gracefully said yes to this interview. I'm excited to learn about different types of office investing, how they're performing. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, before I go into that, thank you very much for inviting me to be on your podcast. Uh, it was a call out of the blue, but um, a uh, very much appreciated the invitation. So I am the SCN National Healthcare Chair of the uh, approximately 100, uh, or should say 1,600 plus commercial real estate brokerage firm, SVN. And as the chair, I'm responsible for coordinating the healthcare related commercial real estate activities within the company. Uh, so in particular, medical and dental, office buildings, seniors housing, which includes assisted living, skilled nursing, memory care, etc., cetera, uh, throughout the company nationwide. In 2010, the San Francisco Business Times named me one of the most influential women in business in the Bay Area. I am a DCIM, uh, which is conferred upon commercial real estate leaders with a proven record of success in the field, as well as mastery of financial market and investment analysis. Quite impressive, Catherine. Congratulations. Thank you. So the medical office space is super interesting and there are all kinds of ways to add value. But first, why don't we start with what is going on in the overall office space nationally? So um, I believe most of your listeners will be very, very well aware that this has been a particularly tough time for the office market. And, and I think in particular, what we're seeing is the coronavirus outbreak pummeling the US office leasing market. Um, activity in January of, of this year, um, it's literally 44% down from a year earlier. We are in a really unprecedented time. So we have many, many companies trying to aggressively reduce their office footprints. Um, we're seeing this in particular in large urban markets. And, you know, I think what's particularly interesting for people to look at is what's happening with shadow space. Um, it's very much the canary in the coal mine in the office sector 
Uh, so keeping an eye on sublease space in your respective markets is really a way to keep an eye on what will be happening. So sublease space nationally is now over 192 million square feet. And that represents a 55% increase from the first quarter of 2020. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's extraordinary numbers. I mean, commercial real estate does not usually move particularly quickly, and this is really quite unprecedented. So, um, while the first quarter of 2021 obviously isn't over yet, we're really barely uh, towards the end of February, and it's too early to declare a trend, the pace of subleasing activity did moderate recently, and that's nationally. If you actually look at the urban tech hubs such as San Francisco in California, which is actually where I'm based, as well as Seattle and Austin, they have seen a dramatic increase in subleasing. So I think you know, the national trends may be showing one direction, but I think as you go and you pinpoint in individual markets, there's a huge degree of variation and a lot of these very strong core markets are really, really struggling. Um, even Chicago, not known as a tech center like Silicon Valley, has seen a huge jump in subleasing. And that may well be because they have a, a fair number of uh, major tech firms in their city. The vacancy rates in San Francisco is currently at 11.5%. But I think what's interesting is when you look at the forecast of what's going to be happening, we're predicted to actually get up to a vacancy rate of close to 18% by the end of the year. And so that is really going to cause huge repercussions to rental levels and building values. And I know that before COVID, we were at an unprecedented low vacancy rate. And I don't recall the exact number, but it was something around 3 to 4%. Yeah, and, it, and again, it depends where, where you're looking. You know, San Francisco, our vacancy rate was significantly below the national average. Um, so we went from a period of, of being below 6% for office to now being, you know, predictions of, yeah, as I said, close to you know, 18%, depending on which economists you are looking at. And also the quality of the real estate. Are you talking about class A, B, C, and exactly sure. where is it located? So there's a number of different variables. So let's dive in and focus on the medical office space. And uh, I do know that doctors are back and they can be in their office seeing their patients. How is that space looking nowadays? Coming into last year, there seemed to be no question that total sales volume in the red hot medical office building sector was going to surpass the annual benchmark of basically $10 billion that we'd seen before. And then all of a sudden the COVID-19 uh, pandemic struck and that really made 2020 a very interesting year when you really couldn't take anything for granted. Good news, it can now be declared official from multiple sources. MOB sales actually topped over $10 billion for the seventh straight year. And depending on your source, it actually topped over $11 billion. And so it's a very, very different story than the one we were seeing when looking at traditional office space. 
I think that is so fascinating. And I know a few people that absolutely love the medical office space. Can you share a little bit about why they are so popular right now and what's happening in that space that it's becoming so hot uh, in a similar way to industrial? Right. No, absolutely. Well, I think it's a good sector for those people who are looking for safety. And I think there's an element of, of a flight to safety for people who are interested in this sector. So if you're looking for distressed asset opportunities, this is probably not going to be the right sector for you to be focusing on. And I think there's a number of, of reasons for that. And if you actually look at the, the medical office fundamentals, uh, there's some really kind of interesting trends. So if you look at rent growth, for example, um, specifically looking at say hospital affiliated medical office, the average rents continued a trend of gradually increasing throughout 2020. And they're predicted to continue increasing in 2021. So the, the national medical office rent is currently approximately $26.60 per square foot. And you know, whilst we've got positive rent growth, which is great, it is currently less than 2% nationally. The other fundamentals to look at is occupancy. So occupancy for on-campus, MLBs is currently 93.3% and 92.6% for hospital affiliated off campus medical office buildings. Um, and that's according to the industry source. Uh, Revista Med is one of the main industry sources of information for the medical office sector. Uh, they have a great website. I would encourage anyone interested in this sector to, uh, to check that out. Uh, the other really good source for information, if you're interested in this sector, which is a little more difficult to find information on than perhaps some of the major food groups. Um, and that's real capital analytics. So I would encourage people who are interested in more information to look at those two sources. But um, basically occupancy trends have been very steady and they're actually forecast to remain steady throughout 2021. So, I mean, if you compare that with our predictions that we were just talking about for regular office, uh, we're talking about very, very stable metrics with vacancy below 10% and predicted to remain below 10%. And then the other thing that we're seeing is absor absorption rates are outpacing completions. So, you know, if you look at um, cap rates, another great fundamental to take a look at, we actually saw them decline in 2020. Wow. And as, and as most of your listeners will know, declining cap rates and steady rents actually mean an increase in the underlying value of the assets. So uh, based on RCA's data, the quarterly average MOB cap rate has actually remained between 6.3 and 7% since the beginning of 2015. So it's steady, it's safe. Uh, and so for investors interested in a safe, steady investment, this particular sector is getting a lot of what is driving all of that demand? One of the key reasons is that medical office is an essential sector that really remained open for business throughout the pandemic. And it's also an area where it is extremely difficult to do it remotely. For the most part, if you need to see your physician, you need to physically go into the office. 
So whilst there has been an uptick in trends such as telemedicine, which is a very fascinating area to get into that I'm not sure we have time for today. In general, there is still that demand for in-person visits. And many, many physicians did have their income impacted in 2020. Uh, one of the reasons for that is a lot of the elective surgeries and procedures that are actually the most lucrative, many people actually put those off. So their revenue for the year in 2020 was down, but in the long run, their businesses survived and actually are predicting to be extremely busy in 2021 and, and beyond. And then that's not even getting into some of the demographic trends that we're seeing with the aging baby, baby boomers. There's a correlation as one gets older for an increased need for medical services. So we're actually expecting the demand for medical office to continue to grow significantly over the next 10 years plus. So is it safe to conclude that you don't foresee any foreclosures or any special deals in that space coming up? So I am not expecting to see many foreclosures in this particular sector. However, what I would say is to look for discounted transactions rather than waiting for foreclosures. And I think there's also an element of consolidation. So what I would encourage people to do if you're interested in a particular sector is to speak with a commercial real estate broker in your individual market. Because one of the great things about commercial real estate is it's a very inefficient market. So you can be aware of a situation or a circumstance that will be causing a particular building to come on the market. And those inefficiencies actually mean that you can take advantage of some great opportunities that maybe are only known to a handful of investors. So I think there are some great opportunities out there, but make sure you have a good team, have an attorney, have an accountant, have a broker, and make sure that you're looking into all of the variables, uh, all of the tax consequences, and make sure that you're really doing your due diligence so you understand why that building is on the market. Very interesting. Is there anything else that you think is important for our audience to know in regards to this space? I could actually probably pontificate for hours, um, <laughs> but uh, to spare the ears of your listeners, um, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm happy to talk on, on any particular segment of this uh, that anyone would be interested to talk about. But um, it's, uh, it's a really interesting area. And uh, whether you're looking at, at telehealth and its impact on bricks and mortar, whether you're looking at where's the best place to invest, um, you could actually spend a lot of time. And um, there's a lot of different, uh, very, very interesting trends that are basically going to be uh, coming to pass this year. So I think we are, we're looking for a, a basically a period now through the end of the year where we're going to see more and more and more distress. The medical office sector is going to be more immune to this than the office sector, uh, but that doesn't mean that they're going to walk away unscathed. Fascinating, Catherine. This is so incredible and valuable information. Uh, I would love to have you back and talk about adding value from an investor's perspective in that space. But how can our listeners get in touch with you? So I am very easy to find. But my uh, recommendation would be to Google uh, my company, svn.com. That's Sierra Victor November 
www.ghostbusters.com. And uh, I would actually encourage you, in addition to reaching out to me if you have any questions, uh, but to really consult with the local expert in your respective market. And as always, these links will be under show notes. Catherine, thank you again for joining us out of the blue. I really appreciate all of your great insights and look forward to having you here again soon. Thank you very much for inviting me. Much appreciated. And as always, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter on our website, montecarlorei.com, on top of the page. And I would like to thank one of our latest reviewers, Johnny Y99, new listener. I found this in a search, and I'm pleasantly surprised that I haven't heard this sooner. Stephanie's episodes are nicely timed, and the early episodes provide important information for anyone who wants to learn. I'm looking forward to listening to more of them to learn about her journey and hopefully avoid some of the pitfalls she or others have encountered. Johnny, thank you so much uh, for your beautiful review even though you forgot that last star (laughs) i really appreciate your kind words and i will see you guys next time